Coming up, Delusion is back at the historic Phillips Estate with a brand new horror experience. We'll speak with creator John Braber about how this year is different from all the ones before. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is day 30 of our 61-day Hauntathon, where we're counting down to Halloween by visiting a different haunted house every day here on the show. Today is Friday, September 30th, and there are 31 days until Halloween. In this year's Hauntathon, we also have daily videos and even exclusive fan events. Links to everything are in the show notes. Okay. Valley of Hollows, playing select nights through November 20th, explores American cults in the 1970s with a supernatural twist. The story concerns a cult called the Hollows, formed after the disappearance of Esther Phillips over 20 years ago. Fanatics worldwide have come to the Esther estate driven by rumors of a gift beyond this life. Guests play the role of deprogrammers, those meant to help rescue people from the influence of cults. Delusion was acquired by the 13th Floor Entertainment Group, which really represented 13th Floor branching out from the traditional haunted attraction model. Because Delusion is a low-throughput theatrical experience, and with the expertise offered by 13th Floor, this year they're able to create a more technically advanced show. Today, Manny from our team went on location to the media night, First, you'll hear the opening remarks from John Braver as he opened the show, and then Manny will sit down with John for a one-on-one. So first, here's John with the opening remarks. This is our eighth season of Delusion, and I'm here for you, and if you guys have any questions, I'm just excited to get you through to enjoy Valley of Hollows, which is a departure from a bit of, you know, the turn of the century kind of feel. Now we're sort of in the 70s at this point. Not sort of, we are in the 70s. My birth year, 1974. Um, Oh my God, I'm old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel it this year, for sure. Every year I'm trying to do something a little unique and different, and I write music to, uh, I write music. Well, I am a musician, but like I write stories to Spotify playlists usually, and it's usually classical, kind of eerie old school music, but I decided to change it up to a 70s psychedelic rock before I even started writing. And so I'm listening to that music, and I'm writing a sequel to last year's show, but then I got about 20, 25 pages in, and I was like, the music was infecting me, so I just threw away those pages and started a whole new script based on like 70s cult, just hearing that music. That's how it started. So just generally, when you're creating a new story, what do you consider to be some of the pinnacles of telling a fresh and entertaining story? It all comes down to that story that we're gonna tell and the moments that people will engage in that story and help kind of shape it. And so Delusion's always been, the, the whole tagline of player part is a real thing. It's not just a gimmick. So I'll write in moments that, that are pretty key to moving the story forward so people feel the agency and they feel that they're connected to the story and they're part of it. The pinnacle of Delusion really is, for me, it, it's having people feel like, oh my God, I've, I'm a part of this. I actually created this, helped to create this story. So that's happened every year and we're trying to focus on that stuff. Also like bringing, on a more technical level, like bringing we're making a live movie. That's that's what this is. It's, you are in a live movie, basically. We have a sound design, scoring, practical creature effects. So on a, on a note for this year, I wanted to make sure that we did practical creatures for this year. That's that's much bigger than we have in the past for this for this season around. So, and I will say like, it, this, these are the best practical creatures you'll see. Like if you if you go if you go to like Pan's Labyrinth, you watch Pan's Labyrinth movies like that, you'll see that kind of quality here because we have those guys making our creatures. We tried to do something like that with the Blue Blade, which is a show in 2018, it was like a sci-fi thing. And we tried to put it in the spring and people loved it, but we just it just didn't keep going. And also that was because 
we had difficulties with the venue and all that. That said, it's like I would love to do something like that, and I am writing two projects like that right now. But it's hard because like if you're gonna do horror, people say, well, just stay in the magic season, right? Stay in September, December, and, and that's it. I find that LA that that is the window. Like I, I, I am skeptical about living outside of that window if it's horror. Not about trying to extend your stories beyond the event with shorts, podcasts, anything else. Hell yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. The idea is to like definitely make a TV series and a film based on the delusion universe. There's a lot of stories. There's a podcast I'm writing now too. So there's a lot. I, I desperately want to live outside of this as much as this is fun, but it's it's sad to me when we launch it and then it just ends and then that's it. And everybody just goes about their, their life and, and the story just kind of ends. So. Okay, next, here's a one-on-one -on -one interview with John. Manny's mic went out, so I'll be providing context. John spent his career in film as a professional stuntman, and he treats delusion like a film. In fact, as John already alluded to in the opening remarks, they plan to expand the delusion universe IP into film. Anyway, here's John. I am John Braver, the writer and director of Delusion Valley of Hollows. This is our eighth season in Los Angeles. The story is really key to the delusion experience. Um, I feel like you can the whole immersive thing can be in any kind of medium, book, TV, theater, and all that, but everything comes down to story. So if you don't have a good story, all the work you put into it kind of dies. Delusion's got a linear narrative with, with some branching narratives from time to time. That's what really sets it apart, is like a really rich story for people to engage in. Also, live sound design, creature effects, practical creature effects. I mean, you're really living inside of a, of a movie. That's basically what Delusion is. There are some creatures, let's say this year, that sort of defy reality. You're not seeing a visual effect. Like, this is real, so it's like tangible. You can almost reach out and touch it. It's three-dimensional, it's, it's four-dimensional. It's right there in front of you. Seeing, seeing a stunt or a practical creature like manifest itself for real and seeing people screaming or freaking out or grabbing hold of somebody else and coming out of the show, like hugging each other and talking about it, that's, there's nothing better. Like I worked on a Haunted Mansion and a Disney film a while ago and all these other like horror films from the past. And so I'm bringing that quality of the film world into this world. And these guys are just excited to do it because it's something different than being on film. It's, hey, let's see if we can pull this off for real multiple times per night with like a creature actor in these suits. I'm kind of taking like the imagination, the fantasy of movies and putting them into reality. So like when people can feel as if they're inside of a movie, that's the pinnacle for me. That's why I was saying earlier, like, there's nothing like it. Next, John discusses how he got started writing worlds like this. It began with that old school like fantasy role-playing games. And you know, yes, D&D, but also like the computer games where you'd be living inside of that world with your friends. So I chose to like play those games with friends instead of, you know, go out and meet girls and get laid. <laughs> I took care of that stuff later. So basically it was like playing these games, these RPGs, and actually thinking about what if we did like, what if I took a scene or a couple of scenes and brought it into the real world, brought it into my parents' house. So I ended up like doing a show in my parents' house. We put them in a hotel and I wrote a, like a really cool story, a horror story inside the house. It lasted like 10 minutes and I invited the neighborhood to come check it out. After seeing small groups going through the house and experiencing the story, that was such a high, and that stuck with me throughout until this day. I, I was 
I ended up doing something for the city of Chicago in an old clock town. They wanted to do a story there, so I wrote a play in there. And then, and then I moved to LA to be a stuntman, and I was doing that for 20 years. I still do it and all that. But that delusion that it was called haunted play back then. So it was a bug. It was in my ear constantly. So finally in 2011, after like working in the film business for a while, I was like, let's do, let's go back to that. Let's go back to the RPGs. But take all the films that I've kind of worked in, all my contacts from that, and I treat this as a live movie. And so we rented a play, we kind of treated it like a, like a film where we rented a giant mansion and I wrote a story in that, just like I did at my parents' house, but this was more professional, more elaborate. And that was when there was nothing like it in the world. And so that, that took off, we did it for 11 nights. And then that's when Neil Patrick Harris came and, that, and he joined, he and I produced the year after. That's when like kind of took off immersive theater and the map here in LA. That was the very short version of it, but it, it really came from the RPGs. Finally, John expands on the long-term plans for Delusion and expanding the IP of Delusion into other mediums. That would be a, a television series based on the Delusion stories, kind of like American Horror Story, like an anthology of stories. That would be the next 10 years mixed with the live interactive play as well too, based on like previous shows or the t and the TV series as well, like sort of like pop-up experiences. I've written some screenplays based on the show. I've written you know, some TV series pilots and all that. So we're in the process of developing that stuff. So that is the 10 year plan, that is the plan. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. We're counting down to Halloween with daily podcasts, videos, and events in our 61-day Hauntathon. Follow along at the link in our show notes. Our Hauntathon is made possible through generous support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com slash demo. That's gantam.com slash demo. Our Hauntathon team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Our partners for this year's Hauntathon include Sharp Productions, HorrorBuzz.com, ScareTrack, TheScareFactor.com, and Hauntopic Radio. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at HauntedAttractionNetwork.com. We'll catch you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.